Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. It is time to nominate our picks for the 2018 Potswoggle Invitational Tournament. Over the Skype airwaves, I have four of the other members of the Swoggle Squad here with me. First in Nashville, Tennessee, is Michael Whitten. You know what I've been really enjoying lately? Squared Circle subreddit has had uh, past WrestleMania promos of like the big matches on there. Yep. And I, what was the one today? It was it was HBK and Bret Hart before the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. Yeah, 12. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Shawn Michaels is uh, doing upside-down push-ups on a bar in a hot, sweaty Texas uh, gym. Bret Hart can barely run in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of fun. Uh, In Chicago is Rich. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's see what bullshit you pull out of your fucking... (laughs) Ask this time. Jeez. Oh, I'm not going to do anything, man. I'm I, an innocent here. Come on. I have integrity when it comes to these things, all right? In Chicago is Spencer. What do you call the atmosphere on a cow farm? The dairy air. Uh, <laughs> call back to last week. Lever. Possible <laughs> joke. Yeah. <laughs> and in New York is Tupac. If, if you're being honest, I think I'm a little fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if yeah. You, if you haven't been following us uh, for <laughs> the last time Wynn was champion, uh, Tope's had to do two shots of Fireball for every podcast he's been on. We're recording two episodes tonight, so that means Toby just took his third and fourth shot of Fireball tonight. No, I, I ran out of Fireball, so I've been I had to do Maker's Mark. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Which which I, that's worse in my opinion. It is. Yeah. Uh, oh, what am I gonna do? Go out and buy some more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're gone, Tope. I can hear it in your voice. Um, oh my gosh. Well, you are you are done with that requirement now. So you you your responsibilities are finished. I'm finished. You are you are Daniel Plainville, Topa. You're done. So what we have today is, if you've been following us for the past several years, uh, you know, of course, we have March of Madness. You can go online, fill out your bracket now for a chance to win all them sweet prizes, March 31st, 4 p.m. Eastern. But we also have, and we've started for the past three or four years, uh, just like NCAA March Madness has uh, the National Invitational Tournament, we have the Podswoggle Invitational Tournament, an additional tournament to honor the gentleman that weren't able to make it into March of Madness, but we still want to see compete and have fun with. So every year we nominate people to do that, and we do a 16-man simulated tournament and name a Potswoggle Invitational Champion winner. Uh, Past winners have been very weird. Uh, They have been uh, Diego from Los Matadores was our inaugural pit winner. Then the Boogeyman won, because Tope's an asshole. (laughs) Then uh, Zack Sabre Jr. won 2016 he won last year's March of Madness. Zack Sabre Jr. is undefeated in, uh, in Podswoggle tournament play. 
And last year's winner was Kota Abushi, who went on to have, I would say, a very good year. So the reputation is turning around. Uh, let's try to keep that up. We each are going to get two picks for the Potswoggle Invitational Tournament. And then the remaining four seeds, uh, I will announce who they are at the end by, uh, by very fair means. I'm not fucking around with this. So we will start with uh, Rich, because I feel so bad with what I did to you last week. I'm going to allow you to be the first pick in the pick. All right, Goldberg. <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, that again, the criteria you had to have wrestled at least one match in the grading period. Goldberg does uh, make that requirement or meet that requirement. I will point out Goldberg lost in the first round last year to uh, uh, who did he lose to last year? Oh no, he made it to the final four. He lost to Kota Bush. So yes, yeah, probably a good pick, Rich. You son of a bitch. Uh, we will go to Spencer. Uh, is Kota in the tournament? Yeah, Kota's in is okay. in the tournament. This year. Good, good, good. Uh, then let's go for the uh, redemption story and get uh, my man Shibata in here. Ooh, I like it. Katsuyori Shibata is in possibly his last -hmm. last matches. Uh, Tope. I'm going with arguably... No, what the fuck am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) You're grizzling pits right now. Oh, give me Kurt Angle. God yeah. damn you. Oh, you know, it's a night opportunity for young, up-and-coming, hungry tigers. <laughs> Fuck them. They should have been in the tournament, fucking scrubs. <laughs> they had like 85 people. Fucking uh, bus. Oh. <laughs> I just started making this list, like, earlier today and just scribbled down names. Uh... Forgive me if I call a name that's already in the tournament. Um, Sammy Callahan in Marcho? He's not, but I believe uh, we discussed this last week. Uh, We have a new uh, Marcho morality clause. uh, He uh, doesn't meet the requirements. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. Hey, it's all right. My fault. We'll catch you up afterwards. I'll take this good guy. I'll take Jay Lethal. There you go. Nice, upstanding gentleman. Yes, very much. Very much so. Uh, Augie's not here. Augie shared with me his list. Augie forgot what the concept of the pit was initially, so literally his list was four characters of The Rock. Um, (laughs) He literally sent me Spencer Strasmore from Ballers, Spencer Gravestone from Jumanji, Maui from Moana, and Hobbs from Fast and Furious. He could put me in that list? That's a good (laughs) list, man. Yeah. So don't worry, Augie's going to get that next month for uh, the Potswoggle title tournament. Uh, number five on his list will be number one in the pit. In the second year in a row, he's taken him. His current favorite wrestler, Space Monkey. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah. My pick is, look, it's very easy. It's very unfair to have this tournament on Rusev Day and not have Rusev in the fucking tournament. Mm-hmm. It was the saddest snub of March of Madness. I'm going to yep. make sure we get him in here. Rusev. That's Rusev justice right there. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and we will snake here. So I'll go with my second pick. Um, uh, I want a young up-and-coming uh, athlete here. I'm between two. I'm going to go with this one because I'm digging the shit out of him right now. Somebody who will be in the tournament for many years to come. The Velveteen Dream. Yeah. yeah. The guy we discussed that couldn't make it into March of Madness, but here he is. Uh, Augie 
with his second pick. We'll pick another man who just missed March of Madness, um, who was rated very highly as another character last year. And again, Augie's not fucking around. Augie will take Jeff Cobb. Nice. <sighs> Damn it. So uh, we will go to Widden. I'm just doing just a little bit of research. Please forgive me. I'm looking here. Uh, it's from uh, March of 2017 to March of 2018, right? March 1 to March 1. Okay. They were, they were good. I can take him. Uh, good guy. I think he really, really needs to be in this tournament to show off what he can do. Um, give, give him a rub. Um, and fuck all y'all. I love being the bad guy. Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> Yo. Fuck all y'all. He was on my list. Also, hey, don't forget the rest of us. Also, wouldn't no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Love being the bad guy. Hey, hey, hey! I, I'm getting back at all of our fans, except for Stan the Dry Bear. Stan the Dry Bear is my only friend on this podcast who did not vote for me that I have to do this freaking booty challenge in which the proceeds are going to charity so please check out the instagram widdens booty gains but seriously i have to see you're a good guy charity uh tope god damn it (sighs) all right sorry uh give me an undefeated he didn't win a championship uh Former Panthers and Steelers running back D'Angelo Williams. <laughs> you son of Fuck. A Every year. Fuck. <laughs> he's undefeated, baby. He's in the boogeyman. One one of these. <laughs> Damn, right, that's now. good. It's it was between good. it was between him and Sonia Deville, so I had to pick one of them. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think I can swing Sonia Deville. Uh, uh, now uh, on. Uh. Just in case I can't find the D'Angelo Williams, there is a chance. Who would your backup be? Oh, the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer. I'm torn. Much like this man's bicep. Is Tanahashi in the thing already? Yeah. Yeah, Good. I got three seeds. Then let's go with the Stone Pitbull. One for one. Ishii. Good one. Oh, here is Ishii. Who's had a very impressive run in March of Madness of the past, but now is in the pit. Rich, uh, the final of our selections okay. for the tournament. So, when you originally used your power last week, <laughs> oh, uh, you said uh, when we eventually did get Johnny into the tournament that you would amend your power, not nullify and then reinstate it. So technically, by and I, I can get the lawyers, oh, the Potswoggle s- lawyers, on in on this. I still have to have Johnny Gargano in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> that is that the verbiage is correct on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm checking the bylaws, and give me mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, section two checks out too. Yeah, I think he's I did cross reference so section two. For the first time ever, we will have a wrestler who is technically in March of Madness and also in the pit. Johnny Gargano is Rich's second pick. Oh, I'm such an only child. <laughs> Does the winner of the pit get an invite into... No. 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 So the, winner of the, pit, uh-huh. the winner of the pit will automatically be entered as a competitor in next month's Potswoggle title tournament, however. Okay. So, so it's a chance for you to get powers. Johnny Gargano wins both tournaments, right? Very. 
Very possible. Well, well, <laughs> it's, it's incredibly possible. <laughs> it's a very know. high probability. I, mullet, please. I, I, I know you should probably have to make the pit random, but can you make it so that all if everything goes right, Tommaso fights Johnny only in the finals? I will do, yes. I will make sure. I have to do like some weird like combination to make sure the guys don't go up against each other in the first round. Like, I don't have Shibata and Ishii in the first round, so your picks get gorged off of one another. Mm-hmm. But I will do everything I can to make sure that that's the case. Okay. So, uh, we're going to fill out the final four spots, uh, similar to how we did last year. So, uh, last year we filled the final spot, because we had only five of us, with the highest person in the Podswoggle draft that was not selected for either tournament so far. So I have that list here. Uh, the number one pick before we drafted would have been Jeff Cobb. Number two would have been Space Monkey. So Huggy's top two picks already knocked those out for us. Uh, so the top person from the Podswoggle draft, who uh, singles wrestler, who uh, is not in either tournament, had uh, had an interesting year, and he's going to make his way into the pit now. That man is Leo Rush. What do you say, Spencer? I like it. Yeah. Gives him a chance to uh, redeem himself. Uh, the other uh, list I was going to use was the PWI 500, who the highest rated person was in the PWI 500, who was not selected for the tournament. Uh, number two was actually Shibata, um, but the actual number one was actually Augie's third selection and somebody who almost snuck his way into March of Madness, Chris Jericho. I was going to pick him, but I thought y'all were going to do it first, and I decided to just go with some Japanese wrestlers because I knew y'all wouldn't yep. pick them. He made his Jericho way in anyway. Number one pick. Yep, he made his way in anyway. Good. Uh, the final two, of course, I did uh, a lot of research uh, to see uh, days of holding a title in the grading period. So what I did was I looked at who was the longest reigning uh, singles champion during the grading period that was not in either tournament. It was around 140 days for this man. Uh, he is a stalwart of Marcho Madness, uh, but now he's going to be in the pen, and he's one of the wrestlers from the greatest match of all time, EC3. Mm. Oh. And last but not least, uh, I looked at last year's Marcho Madness in the pit and determined who the best performer or deepest run in the tournaments were that did not make it in the tournaments. We have somebody who was in the final four of Marcho Madness last year who was not drafted for uh, the pit, or selected for March of Madness, and I think it's fair to give him a run here because his partner's poaching all of his opportunities. Trent Beretta, or Trent or Beretta, whatever you want to call him. So our final four spots will be taken by Chris Jericho, Leo Rush, EC3, and Beretta. To go along with Jeff Cobb, Space Monkey, Tommaso Ciampa, Jay Lethal, D'Angelo Williams, or The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Goldberg, Tomohiro Ishii, Katsuyori Shibata, The Velveteen Dream, Rusev and Johnny fucking Gargano. It's a pretty damn good pit. Honestly, yeah. That is very, very good. That will actually be uh, airing on March 21st. So next week from when you're hearing this, uh, at 8.30 Eastern, live on Twitch, the Podswog Invitational Tournament, for you to sit back and enjoy and see who the uh, see how Johnny Gargano can disappoint Rich one more time. <laughs> Uh, before we wrap up, we're talking about, you know, powers and responsibilities and whatnot. I used a power back uh, in February 
when it was just Spencer and Rich and I recording one evening on each individual uh, that wasn't on the podcast. Augie has to watch Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior from Halloween Havoc 1998 and do commentary on it. That's going to be available on the Patreon at some point. Uh, Wynn has to, I believe we finally settled on Wynn's going to get his eyebrows threaded. Is that correct? Uh, that's the that's the current front runner. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck Dude, that is. I was just looking at eyebrow threading videos like yesterday because I was like, okay, I'm done not understanding what the fuck this means because I couldn't even visualize it. <laughs> and yeah. and watching it, I never would have guessed. It's yeah. crazy. It's pretty nuts. That's what you're getting done with. Um, just let me just go get it, and I'll Venmo you the money. Uh, the final power that I used was on Tope. Uh, Tope has completed his power. So now, for your listening pleasure, which I'm glad Tope is kind of buzzed for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me take a. Because I, I have the bottle next, I'm going to take one more big swig. Oh, no. Working man. <laughs> Tope is going to read us his review for the film Codename the Cleaner that he watched in the comfort of his own home. Tope, go ahead. All right. The title of this review is Codename the Cleaner. More like codename The Entertainer. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I've never read this or proofread this, so we're going to figure it out as we go. <clears throat> Ignoring all the racial implications, I first would like to thank Christopher Muller for allowing me to review Les Mayfield's final directorial effort, 2007's Codename The Cleaner. <laughs> For years, I've been saying, man, I wish you could remake Memento, but with the efficiency and execution of a deaf comedy jam concert. (laughs) 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 When I think deaf comedy, I think efficient. They're they're truly the Germans of comedy. It's, it, it's rare that a film can transcend multiple genres, but Cutting the Cleaner jumps between hilarity and heart-stopping action flawlessly for 84 for unforgettable minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Within the first five minutes, we were thrown into a whirlwind of drama as Jake, BT Comedy Award winner, Cedric the Entertainer, wakes up next to what he thinks is a fly-ass honey. But in a surprise, <laughs> but in a surprising twist, he wakes up next to a dead FBI agent. Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> For most of the movie, Jake is trying to remember who he is and why he keeps having secret CIA agent flashbacks. Shortly after that, we meet Diane, a soap opera digest award winner, Nicola Sher- Sheridan. I don't know. Nicola Sheridan. Yeah. Nicolette yeah. Sheridan. Well, she fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And find out that Jake and Diane are married, and Jake is actually insanely wealthy. Now, I know what you must be thinking. How could Jake, a black man, marry <laughs> Diane? A white woman. Don't pay your drunk, go home. <laughs> Don't worry about that aspect, as Conan the Cleaner hilariously calls out that of the absurdity of a black man marrying a white woman multiple times. Oh, no. <laughs> Soon after, we meet Gina, Teen Choice Award uh, nominee for Hissy Video of the Year, Lucy Liu, and she says some shit I'm sure was important to the plot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Throughout the course of the movie, we are shown flashbacks of Jake doing secret Asian, secret Asian, yep. secret Asian yep. help there. Now you got it. <laughs> there it is. Nailed it. <laughs> that's uh, that's Freudian slip right there. Secret <laughs> agent missions, which leads Jake, which leads Jake, who has lost his memory, that he's a secret agent. Remember how I said that earlier in the view? In the review, great. Just making sure you're paying attention. The hilarious climax comes when Jake remembers he actually is just the janitor and not a secretly trained combat warrior. Huh. Wow, what a twist! <laughs> the cleaner. Now, it's that's a crazy. It's a double meaning, baby. That's not part of the review. That's that's my side note. <laughs> <laughs> Now, scared for his life, the movie turns into a shitty version of Home Alone as Jake uses his as Jake uses things as a wet floor and a broom to fight FBI agents. As Jake is the one and only person with knowledge of a super secret FBI microchip that was created by a video game company, but was in the wrong hands. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> what you just said. Hold on, I'm gonna read that again. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jake uses things like a wet floor and a broom to fight off FBI agents, as Jake is the only one with knowledge of a super-secret FBI microchip that was created by a video game con- company, but could be deadly in the wrong hands. Still made no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. I bet this sounds, <laughs> I bet this sounds like a Google codename the cleaner plot, just based off my, of my review, but I can promise you I didn't. By going through some of my favorite lines and scenes right now. Scene one. Senator the Entertainer slapping a grandma on the ass. <laughs> An Asian guy saying the phrase minibar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the line, Big Jake can't remember anything, but little Jake is screaming, I'm home. That was oh, a reference to his no. penis. Senator <laughs> the Entertainer doing a Dutch accent and calling himself Dutch Chocolate. Cedric confusing <laughs> a, a government agent uh, for a gay online sex pickup by using the names Hot Bun 69 and Sweaty and Ready. Uh, oh. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> that's what I order from Will Caesars. <laughs> 669. Uh, <laughs> A character yelling, and I quote, shoot me in the ass. Put it in my ass. Put it in my ass. <laughs> Get it? Uh, funny, because gay. Uh, Cedric saying, I'm like the Black Rambo. And Lucy Lou saying, okay, Blambo. Oh. And, of course, uh, a black lady, the black lady from Reno 91 yelling, you with an Asian? Oh, Overall. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Niecy Nash. Niecy Nash, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, she she was uh the best part. No, it's not, I'm not even gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I give this movie two out of ten. This movie is awful. This movie <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks cock. <laughs> and when I say cock, I don't mean it in a gay way. I mean it as this movie is the literal representation of the sound of a human sucking a rooster. <laughs> Co- Codename the cleaner has more bad gay jokes than the Comedy Central Rose of John Travolta. Codename <laughs> the cleaner has more bad sex jokes than a Vince Russo directed gangbang. 
<laughs> Conan McLeaner has more bad race jokes than an arcade audio podcast about rap. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, please don't watch this movie. If I can say one positive thing about this movie, it's this. And I say this as earnestly as possible. On January 5th, 2007, someone in some city somewhere went to some job that they hated and suffered through that shitty day to take care of their family. Later that night, they drove to a local movie theater and paid to be part of the $4,244,142 opening weekend of Conan Nichol. <laughs> They sat down for 84 minutes, and despite every negative thing I've said about this movie, they put all their troubles and problems away. For that one person, this is their favorite movie that puts a smile on their face anytime, anytime <laughs> something goes wrong. <laughs> they watch this movie because Hollywood doesn't make this type of movie for people like them. And to that person, I sincerely say thank you. Just kidding. You can go fuck yourself with a bootleg copy of Clean the Cleaner. <laughs> That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot oh. I said two pages. Uh, <laughs> that is two pages. Oh, my God. That's how it's done. Uh, now, Tuppy, you still owe us burlesque. Uh, Charlie St. Cloud. Cloud. Yep. Uh, Rich, you still owe us the Justin, Justin Bieber movie. Yeah. Augie as well. Yeah, Augie also. Did Augie ever watch Yogi Bear? I don't remember. Uh, I think he did. I think he watched it. Uh, never mind. That's Never mind. <laughs> Lauren joke unneeded. Um, oh. That was his boo boo. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Podcast Entertainment. Encourage you as always, check us out arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other ones in our network of shows. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. And your support every single month. Follow us on Apple, Stitcher, Google. And uh, let us know what you think of the show with a review and five stars. All social media sites, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. March of Men is coming your way March 31st, 4 p.m. Eastern. The Potswold Invitational Tournament that you heard the nominations for next Wednesday, the 21st, at 8.30 Eastern. While Tope was doing that, I managed to randomize the matches. And we will have... Rusev versus either D'Angelo Williams or The Undertaker. I'm going to look really hard for D'Angelo Williams. EC3 versus Tommaso Ciampa. Goldberg versus Tomohiro Ishii. Ooh, damn. Base Monkey versus Beretta. Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle. That's just always good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leo Rush versus Jeff Cobb. Oh, no. Jay Lethal versus Katsuyori Shibata. And Johnny Gargano versus the Velveteen Dream. Okay, okay. Ooh. I match up there. And yes, Ciampa and Gargano are on separate sides of the bracket. But also, so are uh, D'Angelo Williams and the Velveteen Dream. So I think they're the same person. I meant that in a different way. Oh <laughs> Read it again, words. Tope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're all racial implications. I... <laughs> Uh, final thoughts. We'll start with when. Uh, from when you're hearing this, I should be on the first rest day of the 30-day booty challenge. Hashtag road to booty mania. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Widdens booty gains with a Z. Because like Spencer said, how else would you spell it? 
Um, if you want to follow along, make sure you donate uh, and then get in touch with me uh, on Twitter at MK Whitten. We'll set it, we have everything set up and then you can follow along on the journey. Uh, but yeah, um, we're recording this before I started, but I can already tell you right now, my ass is hurting. There's rest days? What a bunch of weak ass shit. Rest days. Every seventh, hey, hey, God rested on the seventh day as well. Oh, is it really? It's really every seven days is a rest day? Yes. Uh, yeah, and, I, and he fucking lost to Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Tofes had drinks. Tofes had drinks. Uh, also, that's going to be really, that's really weird for Spencer out of context right now. <laughs> Spencer, final thoughts. I just assume Vince puts himself over God every every week every day that's how he's still alive <laughs> <laughs> i win again you son of a bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes eat his, his nasty ass well done steak sandwich with ketchup and burrito farts and thinks it's funny rich final thoughts and i feel bad about having that poster up in our apartment <laughs> now <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah that poster sure was very badly photoshopped too. Yeah. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason we remember it exists. Also, uh, uh, not one uh, born identity reference uh, in that because it's a very similar plot to born identity. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Tope, final thoughts? Yo, I am lit Romney right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lit Ronnie. No, that's not okay. <laughs> Tope, man, you're the real MVP. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Welcome. Oh God, Tope, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Spencer, for Rich, for Widen, for Tope's liver. This is Mullet signing off for Potswell Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are slogging off. I'm fucking shooting on talking swag tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe. Put that camera right here. <laughs> you shoot on Augie and how he can't podcast anymore? <laughs> Seemingly. Son of a bitch. With the student, Obi Wan Jabroni. It's <laughs> referencing nothing, but I just wanted to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking my pod slam shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tope. Oh, God. If we're opening this up to Tope introducing RJ with wrestling shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Game over. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.